scenario, this phenomenon with a couple of psychopaths, but they're useless at making documents, they're useless at formatting documents, they can't... And now it's time for someone else to take forward the leadership of this party. So I'm tendering my resignation, taking effect after this afternoon's commemoration of VE Day at the Cenotaph. I always I expected to this straight away to be exceptionally difficult have an open and for the Liberal Democrats, about the right way given the heavy responsibilities we had to bear in government in the most challenging of circumstances. But clearly the results the have been immeasurably more crushing and unkind I than I could ever years have ago. feared. I am proud for that, of course, I must deputy. take for responsibility me, and therefore I announce that I will be resigning Johnny, as leader of the Liberal Democrats. Now, I said will now take place as this campaign went on, uh, that if I didn't win, I would stand down as leader of And I know that uh, you and the media are used to parties making endless promises that they don't actually keep. But I'm a man of my word. I don't break the word. So I should be writing uh, to the UK. Uh, UKIP National Executive in a few minutes, uh, saying that I am standing down and humor, as leader of UKIP. Uh, I would I've just been to see Her Majesty the Queen, and I will now form a majority Conservative government. I've been proud to lead the first coalition government in 70 years, and I want to thank all those who worked so hard to make it a success. And in particular, on this day, Nick Clay. Oh, my. 
Well, friends, the phones are dead, the goldfish is off the hook, and the cat has been put to sleep at the bottom of the garden. In the past week, the geometry of the slam chasm has become even more confused. Planes of perspective are breaking down and melting into one another. I have been able to reach out and touch objects in the far distance, despite my arms remaining the same length. The color spectrum, too, seems to be malfunctioning, misfiring kaleidoscopes of spluttering neon rainbows like the engine of an overheating paint mixer. Time itself is becoming more badly behaved by the unpredictable second, and the pendulum of my grandfather's clock in the hallway is drumming out a frantic, syncopated distress message. Even language is failing and I have been finding myself unexpectedly giving strange tongue with alarming fluency. But despite the fire in the skies and the electrical storm raging over the town, I will continue with the broadcast. This next one goes out to the theory of general relativity. If you're listening, please get your shit together. This can't go on much longer. sorts of lures out in the darkness this is probably one of the top 12 so the top dozen of all storms ever seen on this planet no i don't want to die i don't want to die shaved off all my nightmares and came blinking and twisting into this my 43rd Easter Sunday Easter funny looking kind of funny I know it's my 43rd because I always keep a little souvenir from every year's Jesus I help to resurrect. And there's 42 bits and bobs down there in the trophy room. Chilly. Still no sign of or from Papa. Will he come? I asked this year's Jesus with a wasp sting on a stick. Oh, stingy, stingy. He had slumped a bit overnight, so I scratched at his eyes till he was awake and shaking again. His blub gurgles were a fine companion to all the silence surrounding the scene. Mother, could you answer that please? I viva voced, regarding the latest noise that wasn't in my head. I believe it was a knock at the door. It might be Papa, and I'm rather preoccupied in carving up this faggot for our Easter feast. 
there was no rejoinder from mother. Thank you, Thesaurus. Then I remembered that because sometimes she doesn't shut up, I'd been using her tongue for other things. Oh, don't you worry, mother. I'll go. You just relax in that brand new kind of bath I invented for you. Leechy deep clean. Uh, Email from a listener here, Jeffrey Hobbitson. He's writing in from Newcastle-upon-Tyne, and he says, Hello, Joe and Adam. Uh, What do you think about the news that they will be making a live-action chess film? Um, I mean, it's it's an un- it's an unusual one, is to say the least, isn't it, Adam? Well, they, Hollywood smells money. They found out about this game, chess. I mean, it's a hot new game. Everyone's playing it. The kids in the school ground grounds are playing it, and they're like, "Hello, cha ching, bling bling, blah blah. Get me this game. Get me the rights." And they called him up. They said, "Hey, Mister Chess, give us the rights to this game. We bloody want it. We're going to have Amos writing it. We're going to have." Michael Bay directing, you know, sign us up, and you know they had to. Well, it's, it, it's interesting, isn't it? Because this is a this was this was a two billion pound uh, license acquisition uh, to Mister Chess, who lives in Seattle, unheard of before. Um, so you know he's he's done really well out of this. Uh, some people have been have been saying there's a bit of conspiracy. Chess has been around for a while. I certainly haven't seen it. <laughs> Well, folks, a special guest has just broken into the studio here at Slankesm headquarters. The smell of expired disinfectants, the distant sound of ambulance sirens, and the clatter of rusty scalpels tell me it is no other than our old fiend, Dr. Sarakin. What are you doing here, Doc? Is there a medical emergency in the house, or are you just here to create one? Do not be afraid, old man. If you are afraid, I will kill you. Relax, Doctor. I ain't scared of you. No matter how many of my appendages you remove. What is appendages, old man? Limbs, arms, hands, feet, heads, shoulders, knees and toes. Knees and toes? Ah, yes. I read about them once in a bowl of alphabetti spaghetti. Well, it's reassuring that you keep up with your medical education, Sarakin. Some folks down in the town say you don't know your ass from your elbow. The elbow is the one that bends, yes? Like a broken bulrush in the wind. But why are you here, Doctor? Have you come to claim another trophy from my sagging cabinet of flesh? I am here for sanctuary, old man. The town is breaking. The people, they are becoming not human. I'm surprised you know what a human is, Sarakin. I always thought you were some kind of vet. The slam chasm is collapsing or changing. Things from the outside have found a way in. I have been chased up the hillside. A reverse avalanche of chaos is behind me. It will be here soon. I ain't shook, Sarakin. There ain't no one or no thing that's getting in here. That reminds me. How did you get in here? The front of the building is missing. The place looks like a fucking doll's house. Ah, this is bad news, Doctor. We may have to arm ourselves. I have some arms here. I don't mean medical waste, Sarakin. I'm talking about packing heat. Let's go tool up. I shall speak to you later, listeners. In the meantime, this next one goes out to anyone with a rescue helicopter who happens to be in the immediate vicinity. 
things of that on We're going to be speculating about this royal birth with no facts to hand at the moment. She's in labor. Give birth. Bitch, give birth already. Have baby. Oh my gosh. Yes. Do it. Do it, baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, squeeze it out. Oh, squeeze it. Pop it. it. Oh, oh, squeeze it. Squeeze it. I hope it. it's a girl. I hope it's a girl. I hope it's a girl. Give it a girl. Give it a girl. We, we want a girl. Push it out already. It didn't take that long. This is not real life. Her Royal Highness, the Duchess of Cambridge, was safely delivered of a daughter. It's a daughter! A couple of texts coming in. It's a girl, how exciting! Uh, come on, people do have babies. Stop saying the same thing over and over. Give us the rest of the news. It's a daughter! What a load of sycophantic rubbish, says another. Good morning. The news of the century. It's a girl! Okay, let's talk about Mom. Any idea how she was spending the last few days? I think that she will have just been playing the waiting game like all of us. Fucking babies, you know? It's a Well, plenty more to come from here, of course. None of it news, but that won't stop us. It's a girl! She's giving birth to the little girl, so we'll play a princess. And now we can all start talking about what she's wearing. And, uh, Lord help us. It's a baby girl. So we had a girl! Turns out this human baby is a girl. It's a girl. Kensington Palace said in a statement, Her Royal Highness and her family are both doing well. Yay! It's a girl! It's a girl! Grow up. It's a girl. And that means we've got a new baby princess. Do you care about this news at all? I'm so proud to be British. I have breaking news. Tell me. We have a name. It's just now being announced. Shut the fuck up! Jesus fucking Christ. 
beyond sutures. Was it all you could take, lidocaine free? The stretch of the skin before the needle, your piercing scream echoed on welded vinyl, sliding glass and porcelain. Later, it was so much, the skin numb, and still you could feel as four centimeters became eight or ten. When the fenugrin finally took its bite, yeah, 12.5 was nothing. More milligrams. Now it's 25 as you begin to float. Once again, the tube shoved in your nose as they pump you in orange and green on Lexapro, Clonopin, and finally Methadone. Take another breath. Feel the percussion, the rhythm, the pain as the Foley flows in liters per hours. Still, they make you wait until the sodium rises and you lose your mind, all for the one of your DDAVP. Desmopressin by IV. The slow drip brings you back. Sitting, finally sitting, painless for at least a moment, sitting for the first time since, since, since then. Well, folks, things ain't looking good. Sarakin and I have managed to barricade ourselves into the back sections of the house using floorboards, mattresses, and pieces of furniture. Now we have nothing to sit on apart from all these spare sheets of corrugated iron and breeze blocks. And now, we must wait. There are things outside the house. I can see them through the windows, moving about in the gaps between the blackout curtains. I don't know where they came from, but they sure don't look like locals. They're equipped with bows and arrows, and they've already killed one of Farmer Naval's sons, Jeremiah, I believe. I can see him from here. Black crow feather fletching protrudes from the broken windscreen of his tractor, and he's pinned to the driver's seat like a fat, pale butterfly. And they have spears, the tip of each adorned with a severed human head. I can recognize some of the townsfolk from here, their dead mouths yawning in howls of agony. Still, it'll be good for property prices. This next one goes out to anybody down there who's left alive. So all of the rockets were real, and um, they had to film in the Sudan, which which made it look very strange with all those palm trees around. Well, of course, uh, they wanted to digitally remove them, um, but you know Jim Henson had put so much work in bringing those palm trees to life. Uh, you know, with his all male puppet company. Um, you know, that's a question, though, isn't it? Sometimes, sometimes I do think, and I know this this goes against the the sort of mainstream thinking on this. But sometimes I do think when it's when it's things like palm trees. Maybe we shouldn't use um, corpses to remake them. You know, perhaps we could just use sort of props or or actual palm trees because there, well, there are palm trees in the Sudan. So the idea of sort of 
carting out well, this is the um, kind of nonsense, 12 dead men. This is the kind of nonsense that Jim Henson has had to deal with all his career. This kind of backbiting and having a pop. Yeah, you're right. It's like, you're right. oh, you know, it always comes back to why have you used the corpses of dead children to make these props? And, you know, the work is, the proof of the pudding is in the work. Okay, those trees I think the, look I mean, more I, like I, trees listen, than they do it's dead It's not boys. a moral question. I think, I think my, my question would be more with the cost of, you know, stretching out dead skin. Uh, rather than just just sort of getting a, getting a palm tree leaf, I mean this is kind of nitpicking, you know the kind of texture and the movement that he can create with corpses, and you know you can't you can't get that from a palm tree. with him a friend. How do I do you do, offices? I'm ever so polite. P-P-Peter Plankin. You are under a dress, he rudely spilled. How dare you? This is Mother's Sunday best. Pretty Peter. Now I'll thank it if you leave. Put your hands up, Blanking, spoke the police minister's friend, joining in our happy gathering. Would you like some of yesterday's frozen memories? I spooned, opening the freezer and closing down the lights. Click, flash, bang, bang, the policeman on a mat appeared. Swish, clack, chop, chop, I responded axe-wise until their silly fidgets ceased. I invited the light back in with a click of the switch and immediately apexed into howls of the kind of laughter that always gets me removed from zoos. Easter Sunday was beginning to rot away into Monday, so I tucked my new companions and joined them in for bed. Move over you. Don't know if I'll get to my sleep very easily this night, what with all this electric blue and red dancing about my walls. I curdled. I popped on my Amy from the agency face mask to block it out and keep my complex Peter fresh and young. One of my two new bed companions began his witless wiggling again, so I teased him back to sleep with my teeth. Shh, shush now, office hair. Slumber buckets all round. I slashed into his hearing hole and 
dove brain first into my own bleak torpidity. Hope to see you tomorrow, Papa. I shrieked into Sunday's carcass. Welcome back, folks. I'm still barricaded in the studio with my bad pal, Dr. Sarikin. Tell me, Sarikin, what did you see on your way up here? What are these things? Do you think we got a chance? They are like bears, but they have no fur. They are like dogs, but they stand on two legs. They are like men, but they have no souls. Sounds like one or two of my late wives. Still... We faced worse adversaries before, eh, Sarikin? You remember when those charity do-gooders came around collecting money for famine relief? This time is not like that, old man. These things will not be so easily dissuaded with logic and fire. If only I had my defibrillation paddles with me, I could zap them all with 50,000 volts. Clear! Clear as mud, my maniacal friend. Nonetheless, we have no shortage of weaponry. This t-shirt cannon, for instance, could give one of them something to try on for size. If only they'd come closer. They are quite close enough, old man. I can smell their foul breath from here. It is like a septic gallbladder. Ah, that might be me. I had Chinese bayaks for lunch. Shh! Listen. They are going away. Something has spooked them. Of course. Belial. Belial? Yes, my sturdy black bull. He's a character I introduced in the last episode. Ah, yes. I think you may be pronouncing his name wrong, though. No matter. He is chasing him away. Look, he has one of them impaled on his horns. My god. What is he doing to the other one? And without even taking it out to dinner first. Well, folks, the crisis seems to be temporarily averted. My trusty steed has made the best of a bad situation, and once again found romance in the most unlikely of places. Come, Doctor. He's got them on the run. Let us join the chase and pick off some stragglers. Bring your medicine bag. They're sure to be walking wounded to apprehend. Until next time, folks. Keep your pencil sharpened, your rubbers clean, and your protractors at an erect angle. This place seems to be slipping and sliding apart and you never know what's going to let itself out of the hidden chambers and in through the gaps in reality. It pays to do your homework, folks. Keep measuring the anomalies, and if all else fails, make sure you have a trusty psychotic sidekick here in the slam chasm. Chasm.